dear friends in Christ Jesus once again i extend you all a very warm welcome to you to this eucharistic celebration on 23rd sunday in ordinary time the main job jesus left us to do was to make disciples there is a difference between a believer and a disciple there is no such a thing as instant disciple like the word it takes discipline a russian comedian yakov smirnov talks about when he first moved to america he was amazed at the variety of instant products he could buy in the store there is a powdered milk just add water and you have milk there is a powder orange just add water you have orange juice then he saw baby baby powder and thought what a great country if you want a baby just add water some people think that that's how the discipleship works you take a believer add a little baptism water and boof you have fully devoted follower of jesus a real disciple but it takes more than water to make a disciple disciples are made not born in the gospel today jesus was getting closer and closer to the cross people who wanted to see a miracle or get a free meal from him were mobbing him the crowd is about to become much smaller because he started setting forth the cost of discipleship it was not a popular message it requires total commitment a hog and a hen sharing the same barnyard had about church program to feed the hungry the hog and hen discussed how they could help the hen said i got it we will provide bacon and eggs for the church to feed the hungry the hawk thought about the suggestion and said there is only thing wrong with your bacon and eggs idea for you it only requires a contribution but from me it will mean total commitment that is the cost of discipleship my dear friends in this gospel today jesus provided four vivid images and used you each one to teach a lesson about discipleship let us number them and number one family love jesus supremely that's the primary lesson the first image jesus uses is a family are you surprised jesus said that to be a disciple you must hate your family i read about one pastor who entitled his message on this text how to hate your wife you may be asking yourself jesus does he not talk about loving everyone including 
our own enemies people who hate us who curse us who persecute us sure remember jesus uh, yeah we are called to love everyone but jesus in his presentation of his speech he often used figures of speech to give his words greater impact he used metaphors similes parables and here he simply employed hyperbole hyperbole is intentional exagger- exaggeration to emphasize a point sometimes wife in the house uses hyperbole all the time when the wife says to her husband something like i have told you million times to put that seat down the husband knows it's not million time only half a million times <laughs> so don't get upset because jesus used hyperbole also the greek the greek word in this verse means something totally different than our english word for hate the word is insane which means to prefer above to be a disciple you must love jesus more than you love anyone else even your family members your love for jesus should be powerful that in comparison it seems as if you hate everyone else it is also true that sometimes your love for jesus will alienate you from others even from your family a few years ago i remember ago a farmer muslim came to know christ he was baptized he was baptized in the church it was a tough decision for him because he knew the moment he became christian his family back in his country would not just disown him they would have a funeral for him consider him to be dead he had to make that hard choice but he followed jesus even though his family opposed it if you truly follow the lord you won't have to look for people to ridicule you oppose you they will find you they may be your family members in matthew chapter 10 jesus said all men will hate you because of me but he who stands firm to the end will be saved anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me love jesus supremely that's the first lesson number 2 cross live like a dead person the image jesus used is a cross a real disciple is someone who carries his cross many christians are just confused today about what it means to carry a cross i have heard someone to say to me i have migraine headaches but i guess it is just the cross i must bear and i heard someone take up their shoe one time and show me their ugly big toe they said i have ingrown toenail but i guess it is just the cross i must bear i always wanted to say why don't you have that thing worked on by a doctor the cross is not a headache or a ingrown toenail today the image of the cross has lost its horror 
the true message of the cross is death how many of you are either wearing a cross today or have a cross on your bible how nice but what if we begin to sell little miniature models of electric chair in our bookstore would you wear that one what if someone made a syringe of poison and start and started offering it as a jewelry to wear can't you hear someone walking up to you saying i love your electric chair where did you get it or would you say have you seen my james a very wearing a lethal injection syringe today the cross has become benign piece of harmless jewelry in the jesus time it was a horrible agonizing torturous mode of execution it was the noose it was the electric chair it was the lethal lethal injection of his day in the time of jesus when you saw someone carrying a cross it meant one day and only one thing they were as good as dead a few years ago there was a writer he wrote a book dead man walking when a death row prisoner is walking from his cell to the place to be executed the other prisoners say dead man walking he is alive walking but he is as good as dead that is a perfect description of what jesus meant when he spoke of a disciple carrying his cross we are dead people we should just start acting like a dead person st paul in his epistles he understood that what it meant to carry a cross in galatians there are three dynamite verses about what it means to carry a cross he says i have been crucified with christ i no longer live but christ lives in me and two those who belong to christ jesus have crucified their sinful nature with its passion and desires and three may i never boast except in the cross of our lord jesus christ through which the world has been crucified to me and i to the world and the third lesson the gospel teaches today yet tower consider the value of a good finish jesus presents the image of a man who plans on a building a tower before he begins the construction he must count the cost to see if he has enough resources to finish the job this is the cost of discipleship not the cost of our salvation before you embark on the christian life if you stopped and asked do i have enough to finish the answer is always no it's not our resources that are necessary god necessary god provides all we need god is the builder who finishes the job called salvation in philippians chapter 6 chapter 1 verse 6 paul said being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion jesus is talking about the cost of total commitment when i was first in the seminary in the year 2000 i used to go through a little town i have never forgotten the sad sight there and there was a concrete block shell of a church someone had started building years earlier the project had been halted there was no roof on the building trees and shrubs had grown inside the shell 
one of the pine trees growing inside the uncompleted church was at least 15 feet tall i may never know the full story about what happened in that little church but to everyone who passes by for years that uncompleted building preaches a sermon someone started this but they did not count the cost and they were not unable to finish there is a great value in finishing what you start the older the one get realize that they can never be coasting into christian life there is no such a thing as a spiritual retirement are you going the pages of the bible are filled with many example great men and women who did not finish well noah and his family were saved from the flood but poor noah entered as a drunken man who got naked and cursed his son solomon he was the wisest man in all of history but he did not finish well his many wise turned his heart from god are you going to finish well i have been here long to know and there are many disciples of jesus they dropped out they still attend sometimes i suppose they will go to heaven when they die but unless something changes they are not going to finish strong the good news is none of us are finished yet it does not matter what has happened in the past you can still finish well the finish line is still ahead are you sitting down on the track are you going to barely drag yourself across the finish line are you going to summon god's strength so so you can sprint across the finish line and my dear friends and with this three message i would like to conclude today's homily are you real disciples do you want to move from being in the congregation into the church do you need to move from the church into core committed disciples do you love jesus more than anyone else even your family are you dead man walking denying the world carrying your cross are you committed to finishing strong for jesus are you constantly surrendering everything you have to jesus and my dear friends and today we are called to decide to move from being a mere follower and making a full devoted follower of jesus that is our goal may god bless us and bless our journey of discipleship amen